Hello and welcome back to Gold Digging and Manifesting with Alanis. So how are we all? I hope you've had a good, positive, productive week. Um, I started off the beginning of the week so good. I was staying into work till like 10. Like I was really, really productive, doing loads of work, loads of revision. And then I went out the weekend. Um, I went out in Liverpool Street on Friday. It was banging. Um, I went straight from work. So I always like Fridays after work. And then Saturday, I went to the Prince in Hammersmith. That was so good. Like... I don't even know why it was so good. I think the music was really good. To be honest, I didn't really like the vibe. Like, I feel like the girls there were a bit, um, were a bit stuck up. But, and I don't really like when I go out and girls are, like, all worrying about what the other person's wearing and looking at you. Like, oh, bore off. Like, we're all to have a good time. Just stay in your lane, hun. Um, but, yeah, no, it was good. And then Sunday, I just chilled, went for a race with the girls and then watched a film and chilled and then today I am recording the podcast and um, I'm going to start off again with answering some questions that you've sent to me on Instagram to do in the Q&A and then I'm going to reflect on the goals that I set myself last week and see how I've got on with them this week so let's get into it. So the first question I got is my boyfriend has cheated on me and is now trying to turn it on me why do men do that? First of all, I want to say sorry that you've had to go through this. And second of all, I want to say I hope that he's still not your boy, not still your boyfriend because you need to fuck him off. I don't believe in giving cheaters a second chance when you're at the age of 20. I get sometimes if you've been with someone since you're 16 and you've been with, you've married and, you know, you're still together at 50, things are probably going to happen. Like, I'm not oblivious to that, you know, I I don't know, I've never been in that situation. But at 20 years young, someone who cheats on you should get put in the bin. You are so beautiful, you are so young, you have got your whole life ahead of you. You deserve to be with someone who is like, wow, look at this girl I've got next to me. I do not deserve her. I would never do anything to jeopardise our relationship um, and risk losing her. So if you have not left him from girl to girl... Fuck off. I also don't get how could you get over like I would be so and I'm a confident person, but I'd be comparing myself like, oh my god, say like did he used to do this when he was with her? When he was with her, did he think of me? When he was with me, was he thinking of her? I just babe, just couldn't do it. Mum I would not put myself through all that stress. I mean, if you really worked on it and blah blah, you could probably get over it, but You should be putting all that energy into bettering you, your life at 20, not into a boy who has made your life shit. And so the reason he's done it and he's trying to put it on you is because he's a pussy, a coward. He cannot own his own actions and say, do you know what, babe? He's not a man. Do you know what, babe? I've cheated on you. It was out of order. It's my fault. I'm going to do whatever I can to make it up to you. No, instead, he's acted like a narcissist and he's trying to twist it and put it all on you because he knows he's obviously got, like, a lot of um, emotional control over you because the fact that you're still even talking to him after he's cheated, he knows that that's for a reason because you love him, which, you know, I don't blame you. However, what he's doing with that is he's being nasty and thinks, ah, do you know what, I'm going to get out of this and I'm going to put it all on him, uh, all on her. But don't have it. He's doing it because he knows he can. So if I was you, I'd be unbothered and I'd say, do you know what, babe? You've proven to me how you feel about me, which obviously 
isn't a lot because you cheated on me. So I'm going to remove myself from the situation. I'm going to block your number. I'm going to block you on social media. I'm going to take a few months out for me and I'm going to go and live my life and you are not going to be in it, in it anymore. That's what I would do because as soon as he realises that you're like, nah, I'm not putting up with this. Trust me, watch his actions change. But I'm not saying for you to do that so his action changes and he's coming, like, running back and you're going to take him back. You just want him to come running back so that you feel you know, on top again, and that you have the power back, and you realise that he does actually regret what he's done, but I want you to know, babe, that it is absolutely nothing to do with you, it's nothing wrong with you, there's nothing wrong with you, there's something seriously wrong with a person if they can, you know, cheat on you and not even say sorry, not even feel a bit bad, and put it on you, so in all honesty, babe, I know you wasn't asking me what I think you should do, but I don't think he sounds like a very nice person and I would leave his ass. So the next question is, why have I found it harder to get over a boy I was speaking to for six months than the boy that I was with for five years? Oh, babes, I hope that you're okay. I know you say you was just speaking to him, but I have actually got a podcast on how to get over a breakup, which instead of me on here saying all the same points again, go and check that out if you haven't already. Um, and you know what the reason for this is? One of the reasons could have been you might have met this person pretty soon after the boy that you was with for five years, so you never gave yourself a chance to be alone and heal from the hurt that that relationship or that breakup left you with. But also another reason could be that you was never actually in a relationship with this person so all you have in your head is this dream and this fantasy of what it would have been like to be in a relationship with them so it's not actually real because when you're in a relationship with someone you know that there's loads of highs but there is a hell lot of lows but because you never got to know that person on that level and you was never comfortable like a boyfriend and girlfriend would be where that's when all the issues start to arise that's why you feel sad, because you're sad about the fantasy of what it would have been like for you two to be together, rather than the actual reality. Um, so I get that, I 100% get that, but what you would need to do is remind yourself that you was never actually a boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, think of all the red flags that was in the relationship and all the negative things, because I've said this before, when we're going through like a breakup or a situationship ending, we focus a lot on the good things and we forget actually, no, it wasn't actually that great. For example, you was talking six months and you wasn't boyfriend and girlfriend. It, it, it can't have been, you know, it couldn't, have been, it couldn't have been that nice because you'd have been boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, so just remember to think of it for what it is and don't glorify it in your head. And listen, babe, you'll meet someone new you know, we're not ever going to stay with the first person we fall in love with or the second person we fall in love with or even the third or the fourth. We've got to kiss a lot of frogs before we meet the one, babe. So now I'm going to reflect on my goals and the week that I have had. So my goals I set myself this week was to reach 100k on Instagram, uh, on TikTok, which I'd done. Thank you so much if you have come from TikTok. Um, the next goal was 6,700 followers on Instagram, which I'd done. The next one was to drink water every day. Um, I'd done this for the weekdays, weekends. This rolls on to my next goal, which was not to go out. I went out Thursday, Friday and Saturday instead of not going out at all. So 
not too happy about that, but you know, YOLO, we move. The next one was to attend college every day, which I did do. And I had some time earlier to set some goals for August, um, which I want you all to do as well. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to talk, well, I'm not going to show you, but I'm going to talk to you about a way how you can manifest your goals for the month. So this is a little activity, you don't have to do it now, you can do it after this podcast, but I want you to write the date, the 31st of August, um, in the top right of your notepad. People say, oh, can I do it on my notes? I always say no, um, do it on a notepad. It is so much more effective when you put pen to paper. So write the 31st of August, and then I want you to write a diary entry as if it is the 31st of August and list everything that you want to happen that month, like how you would feel if it all happened. Um, and really like go into detail, describe it like as thorough as you can, as if the event that you want to manifest has happened. And then what you can do is your goals you've set for the month, along with me, when you listen to this podcast, you can set goals for the week and then reflect on how you done when you listen to the next podcast a week later. So here we go. Here are my goals for this week to reach 112k on TikTok, 6,800 on Instagram, to stay in this weekend, um, to complete too far um, and AAA, which is like two sections of my revision, to drink water and to be kind to myself. I feel like I've been putting so much pressure on myself recently to be perfect. Um, but yeah, just to not burn myself out and take it easy. Let's get into the main topic of discussion today, which is how to stay positive. Now, this is something that my DMs are literally filled with questions about how to stay positive oh my god Alanis you're so positive blah 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 oh my god I'm gonna be so honest with you I am not obviously I'm gonna put on TikTok and my Instagram inspiring and you know motivational content for you all because that's why you will follow me um but I'm not I'm not positive all the time I don't know anybody who is it is absolutely fine to let yourself have low days dad 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 days bad days like today it is 20 past three and I'm laying in my bed filming a podcast in my pajamas I haven't had a shower yet and you know that is life because my body needed a rest today so I listened to my body um, and let myself have a chill day because what you do when you don't allow yourself to relax is you tire yourself out and then that's when you know we start feeling rubbish and we're a bit more emotional and sensitive to stuff So I'm going to share some tips that I do on here um, to stay as positive as I possibly can. So how you do this, and one of the biggest things that I've changed in my life um, is my mindset. So it's all about finding the positive thing in a negative situation and having that like optimistic mindset. So when something bad happens to you, you know, even if it's due to your own laziness or not being organised not being motivated, just see, okay, look, what is done is done. Um, and how this is going to affect my life going forward is how I react to this. And it's really hard when you feel emotionally, emotionally like annoyed or hurt by something to have this mindset straight away. So it's normally, you know, with time, 
um, an hour after the situation has happened or you've just received some news, then try to come back to it with a positive outlook and change your thinking on it. For example, you found out your boyfriend's cheated on you. You're devastated. You're like, oh my God, I hate him. How can he do this for me? I'm not saying an hour later, but you know, a few weeks later, you might think, okay, well, he was an arsehole. I know this now. And I've got rid of him in my life, which means I'm only going up. I'm one frog closer to finding my Prince Charming. Um, and you can think of the positives like, right, well, I've got the whole bed to myself now and I've got more time to focus on me and seeing friends and family and going out with my friends. It's all about not dwelling on what has happened, but being happy it's happened. What lessons have I learned from it? And I'm going to use these lessons to go forward in the future. The next thing is to, as hard as this may be, stop complaining. Sometimes I give myself a reality check and I think, oh my God, I'm moaning so much recently. I'm complaining to my friends and I think I mustn't be a very positive person to be around. And when I notice, and it's fine because we all get like that. But when I notice myself behaving in that way, I set myself a challenge, right, do you know what, this week, no complaining, and obviously that doesn't happen, and I go to complain about something, or go to ring my friend to, oh, say about how this man on the train has just pissed me off, or I've just spilt the milk everywhere when I'm making my cocoa pops in the morning, or whatever, and then I stop myself, and I think, no, all I'm doing is making the situation so much bigger than it needs to be. I'm also adding a negative into my friend's life by ringing them and filling them with like my own shit which they don't need to hear they're probably having a good morning and just yep oh I spilt the milk don't matter let me clean it up and move on with my day instead of oh can't believe I've done that this day is so bad and blah 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 because all you're doing is putting out to the universe that oh everything's not going my way today and then guess what nothing else is going to go your way that day either because you have put that out to the universe and remember ask believe and you shall receive So yeah, when something goes wrong, don't make a big deal, move on from it swiftly and quickly. The next thing that you need to think about is who do you spend your time with and what do you spend your time doing? Have you ever hung out with a friend and then after you feel so drained? And this is because people's energy can actually transfer onto you. Um, And you've listened to them moaning, you've listened to them be negative and you haven't left you know, you're spending time with them feeling like great about yourself. Um, And that's because you're drained from taking on their negative energy. So this doesn't mean to say that you have to be mean to them and say, do you know what, I don't want to be your friend anymore. However, you can say to them, I do find that you are a little bit negative. and, And after I spend time hanging out with you, it does bring my mood down. Or, you know, if you don't want to do that, you don't have like you, you don't value their friendship that much and you actually think, do you know what? No, I'm just gonna distance myself from you. Um But yeah, the and like stuff like watching Taui and like reality dramas, they can leave you feeling deflated and like being quite dramatic in your own life because that is what you have just filled your brain with for like two hours a week. So maybe before bed, instead of watching telly swap to a podcast you know listen to an inspiring podcast um before you go to sleep and instead of in the morning when you wake up putting the news on why don't you read for 10 minutes and yes a cut off toxic people who drain you and always put yourself first because life is just too bloody short the next thing that you can do is add value and positivity to others life so 
I'm going to set you another challenge to do this week. I want you to do something nice for someone else and watch the joy it brings to them. So that could be making them a tea, uh, bringing them flowers, sending a nice message to let them know that you appreciate them. Because by making others happy, you in turn are spreading positivity and therefore making yourself happy. And I'm not saying, oh, you know, do it just to make yourself happy. It's nice to, you know, make the, see the people that we love being happy as well. Um, and naturally that'll make you happy. Another thing to do is your morning routine. I will actually be sending out some um, morning templates soon. Um, and this will be included in my ebook. So this will give you like a great morning routine that you can like adapt into your everyday. Another challenge that I'm going to give you this week is to add value and positivity to someone else's life. So this could be something so simple like sending someone a nice message that you know that you appreciate them, making someone a cup of tea, buying someone a little present like some flowers, chocolate, just doing something for someone other than yourself and watch the joy that it brings to them. Because naturally when the people around us are happy, that energy is going to transfer onto us and we're going to be happy. Um, so it's really a nice thing to do for others, but also for yourself as well. Um, and honestly, just watch how happy that you'll make them and yourself. So another thing that is so important and something that I've changed over the year and a half is my morning routine. Don't get me wrong, I used to, on TikTok, talk about this long um quite intense morning routine that, that, don't get me wrong, started me up for my day amazingly. However, now I'm back at work, I just can't fit it all in. Um, this was when I was working from home. So I will be giving out templates of that morning routine if you DM me on Instagram, um, and they'll also be in my ebook. However, um, what I am going to say, the most useful things I took from that morning routine is gratitude. It's so simple, yet so effective. So think of three things that you're grateful for each morning. They can be different every day. Um, People say, oh, can I do it in my notes? You can. However, like I've stated in this podcast, it's so much more effective if you just buy a journal, have it next to your bed. As soon as you wake up in the morning, you're not having screen time, you're reaching over and you are journaling by writing three things that you're grateful for. Um, Put some feel-good music on, you know, instead of having the TV in the background, put some music on. On that journey to work, instead of listening to music on the train, then put a positive podcast on to get you in the mood for work. Um, Another thing is facial problems. So when you're worried about a problem, that gives you anxiety. Therefore, you're not, you know, you're not positive. So if there's problems you've got or you're worried about an exam or you've got parking fines to pay and you're worried about finance, just start. Figure out a plan how you're going to pay people back. Um, Start revising five minutes a day you've got a big task at work but you don't know how to break it down that's fine just make a start at it five minutes a day um and then often you find that because you've started and you just put yourself a limit of five minutes you actually don't want to stop after five minutes so you carry on doing more um and then the last thing which was actually one of my targets for this week goals for this week is to be kind to yourself look it's okay to have a few bad days, weeks, months, but that doesn't mean it's a bad life. Remember, everyone has struggles, but facing them, communicating with people what they are and writing them down. With time, you will overcome it. You know, nothing lasts forever. So I hope that this has helped 
Um, and I hope that you now all go on to have really positive weeks. Remember, if you do ever need any, you know, one-to-one advice, please do DM me on Instagram at Alanis underscore Cooper. And if you do have any questions that you want answered in next week's podcast, please do give me a message. Remember, it will all be kept anonymous as well. So thank you for listening and I will speak to you all next week. Bye.